everybody's a defenseman except for the goalie. <laughs> what a great league. <laughs> and the home of the Welcome to episode 51 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And I hope you've recovered sufficiently from our big episode 50 blowout bash. You know, I I hope you're not too hungover that you've managed to, you know... The parties have finally ended and, and that you, you were, you've been able to pull yourself together and, uh, you know, get back in the swing of things after the, the, the bash. <laughs> that, that was episode 50. How are you, James? I'm actually quite hungover from episode 50, but I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I am okay. Thank you. I'm uh, here. Obviously, we're doing this show and I'm happy about that. So, um, you know, 51. I don't have anything really interesting about 51. Uh, it's, it's like divisible by three. It's, I think 17, three and 17 it's divisible by. So it's not a prime number. Not that that matters. It's just one of those interesting weird facts. Um, well, for all the Van Halen fans out there, 5150 is very significant for us VH heads. So I'm happy with that. Okay. So going in reverse <laughs> order, 5150. <There> right. <laughs> all right. Uh, that hey, that works for me. Cool, <laughs> thank you. All right, I was I was gonna try and pop out a relevant Van Halen reference, but you're a much bigger fan of them than I, so maybe you should. Maybe I should leave the Van Halen references to you. Okay, well I'll be the designated uh, VH fan in in honor of my brother because he's where I learned it all from. So all right, uh, there we go. <laughs> like uh, that's all know, I got though. That's all I got. Podcast going to Panama? No. Are we hot for t-shirt? No, that's not. Uh, I, just, no, I I got nothing. I don't have a I don't have a quality song reference that I can drop in here and and be clever. I'm well, maybe you know in, in your uh, your post show genius if you need to edit this out. But um, there is a song right now from Van Halen. So that's true. If you if you want to do the uh, intros right now? <laughs> Come on, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> right now hi it's your tomorrow now i really want a coke or or no they were pepsi right they were the they were the the pepsi song that was the campaign uh, yeah i don't remember um they uh they cashed in a little bit on the on that song but which for me because again being a big van halen and we'll, we'll get back into the podcast in a second but a lot of people went after me like oh they sold out they this that and the other thing it's especially now in this day and age, it's so hard for musicians and bands to make money. So as a Van Halen fan, I don't associate him with whatever the, I think it was Pepsi, whatever it was, but that's neither here nor there. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get back to the podcast. Thank you. No, no, it's fine. I'm Googling it. Ah, yes, that, that, that's right. It was the Crystal Pepsi launch that was uh, right now was the big campaign for. Ah. So uh, Crystal Pepsi, there you go. That, this, this podcast is not sponsored by Crystal Pepsi. 
Uh, it is not sponsored by anybody at present, although if you'd like to sponsor us, as I've said before, we'll be happy to take your money. We have no shame. But we haven't even introduced ourselves yet, James. No. <laughs> Maybe that's for the best, given how this podcast has gone so far. But uh, no, it is uh, incumbent upon us to do so, and so I shall get down to business. Um, so... If you'll allow me, I will begin our starting lineup. And for our starting lineup tonight on this podcast, in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my very patient and tolerant co-host. No, thank you for saving the podcast. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Indeed. And speaking of saving the podcast, James, will you tell us what this podcast is about, please? Would you do me the service of telling us all what is on deck? Would be happy to, sir. Thank you. Hockey in the news. A big-hearted Bruin. Boston Bruins winger David Backus and his wife founded Athletes for Animals back in 2013. If you're interested in adopting a dog or a cat, please visit athletesforanimals.org. Shay Hay. New York Newsday recently reported the NHL will likely announce that the 2018 Winter Classic game will be played at City Field, the home of the New York Mets. Now, the American Rhino and I are unapologetic, diehard Mets and Rangers fans, but NHL, come on! If you haven't heard already, the teams playing in City Field on New Year's Day 2018 just may leave you scratching your head. NHL Centennial Fan Arena has been touring NHL arenas since January and will continue through December. Its next stop is the Prudential Center in New Jersey on March 25th and 26th. It's definitely something that every hockey fan should check out if you can, especially young deck hockey players. And HTD PBP. Our next game is on Sunday night, March 26th at 8 p.m. More on that later. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. All right. So, uh... Dogs and cats, yes. Bark, bark. Woof, woof. Meow. Uh, I am personally allergic, so I will not be adopting anything from anybody, much to my daughter's chagrin. But nevertheless, this seems like a good good thing to, to do, you know, a great cause. Frankly, I'm surprised that bears and cats and dogs get together so well. Yeah, it's amazing. My father always was interested in nature and nature shows and things like that, so my brother and I grew up watching these things and... Still to this day, we uh, love channels with like Animal Planet and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, it's funny how there's been series, as a matter of fact, on unlikely animal friends like, uh, you know, dogs and cats that can get along and snakes and, and other animals. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. It's really, it's quite quite amazing but true you're right bruins can take care of dogs and cats and everybody could get along but in all honesty this is a very inspirational story and i just like the american rhino as a matter of fact i'm very allergic to cats and dogs especially cats so uh, nobody bring any dog hair to the next game that you try and knock us out of the lineup okay but um, <laughs> you you've discovered our kryptonite yeah exactly but uh, Bacchus and his lovely wife, uh, as a matter of fact, when he was playing in the 2014 Olympics in Russia, he took home two stray dogs that he found with him in that country, brought him back to America. And as it turns out, Derek Stepan of the New York Rangers and Kevin Shattenkirk's parents 
Kevin Shattenkirk is now assigned with the Capitals at the trade deadline, I should say. So uh, his parents adopted the dogs from Sochi. So they both found good homes in the NHL and right here in their respective league. So good job by the Bacchuses on that aspect. Yeah, that is a very nice thing to do. Although uh, the cynic in me asks, aren't there some nice American dogs that they could have adopted? Like, is, is, is this really, was it really necessary for them to... Uh, import dogs from Russia or any other country, really, for that matter. Well, that- actually, yeah, that's a very good point because the Bacchuses do wonderful work here stateside. As a matter of fact, they adopted as many as 17 animals at once, which they kept in their own home and then gave on out to athletes for animals to find good homes for these poor creatures. And that's just something that's really terrible. I, I, I do understand, speaking of cynical, that people are critical of uh, adoptions of, of dogs and cats and animals of that nature when there is a lot of humans that are out of work or are homeless and hungry. And to me, if especially during Lent, for those of us that are going through Lent and you know Catholics and, and, and Christians and the, and the like, is that doing God's work, you are more than welcome to help whoever or whatever you want, as, as long as it's doing good and animals suffer too. So yeah, exactly. I'm not going to point fingers at anybody who prefers to help a dog over maybe a human being, but I'm sure that the Bacchuses have such big hearts and if they're doing so much for stray animals, which it's a, it's a terrible thing to see these poor animals suffer anyway, I'm sure that they're taking care of homeless shelters and, and people of that nature because once you're generous doing something, you're not going to stop just taking care of animals. You're going to be generous and kind and charitable to other people and other things. So for people that criticize, I guess people just need to criticize for the sake of doing so. But if you're doing good things, God bless you. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to uh, artfully avoid any comparisons with uh, Russia and our current political climate because that's not the kind of show that this is. So that being the case, why don't we just move along? Okay, just one last thing on the uh, on. No, the I said we're moving along. So, I'm, no, okay, I, sorry, I, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please, uh, yeah. of course, continue. <laughs> clear it. Clear it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Athletes for Animals, it's a nonprofit organization. It works with shelters all around the U.S. to raise awareness of adopting rescue dogs and cats. And if you'd like, you could go check out the website. It's athletesforanimals.org. And you may donate some money, if you like, to the charity through its website. And it uh, can be tax deductible as well. So help them out. And it's only good things that can happen from that. Do you think that page might be linked on our Facebook page, James? That is a great idea and will do. So thank you very much, Mr. American Rhino. Duh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so something else now. Uh, the Winter Classic, supposedly, hopefully, unofficially anyway right now, the 2018 Winter Classic game will be held at City Field. Yes, very close to home for James and I. M- me more than James. Right, yeah, and especially to our hearts, too, uh, with baseball season just around the corner, as a matter of fact. And congratulations to Team USA of the baseball world for winning the World Baseball Classic in a great fashion. First time, too, right? Yeah, first time in four of the contests. So they made the semifinals the last time, so they came close to making the final game. But Jim Leland did a great job with all the players that he had, and they won the whole thing and did a great job at it as well. So good for them. But Jim now Leland combining- is still coaching? Wow, good for him. Excellent point, as a matter of fact. He recently retired, and the reason why he retired was he was sick and tired of the plane flights 
all across the and around the country. That was more exhausting than being a manager. So uh, he's now still with the Detroit Tigers and he's doing some organizational work with them. But yeah, how they convinced him to do the World Baseball Classic, I don't know. He, again, like the American Rhino can relate to this. They are true patriots in this world. And uh, anytime you can represent your country, it's something that is really deep and, and true to certain people. And it should be to all people in whatever country you live in, as long as it's good to you and you could be better to it. But uh, for one of the things that we love about the wonderful United States of America is the patriotism and Leland is a patriot himself and he jumped at the chance to be the manager and I think it showed too because a lot of the players you look up and down the roster that they even mentioned it a Matt Viscursion who did the play-by-play of the championship game last night mentioned that maybe the superstars weren't necessarily on Team USA because even as Mets fans Gary and I are that uh, Syndergaard was asked to be a pitcher on uh, Team USA, but he decided to stay with the Mets because he needed to get his work in. And guys like Trout of the Angels stayed with Anaheim and um, a couple of like Bryce Harper, as a matter of fact, uh, stayed with the Nationals instead of playing for Team USA. So just a few examples there because they are obligated to play for the teams that pay their salaries. But uh, yes, for the I, guys that I believe what Thor actually said was nobody ever won a World Series by playing in the World Baseball Classic. Which uh, is, again, talking of cynical, it, it is a little bit of a, a, a cynical attitude. But by the same token, as you said, James, the Mets are the team that's paying him. And they're the ones who've invested basically so many millions of dollars and so much time and made him one of the faces of the ball club, basically. So I guess as an ultra competitive pitcher, he wants to focus on getting ready for the baseball season and not, you know, I mean... Look, I'd love to have him throwing for Team USA. You know what, uh, as you said, we're, we're both quite large patriots, but I guess they didn't need him, so they were able to do it without him. Yeah, I mean, he being Thor, he probably saw that already, but uh, exactly. So for for the remainder of the roster, and, and this wasn't critical at all, but Scursion was being very honest, and, and that's what the bottom line was, and, and Smoltz was doing the, the color, as a matter of fact, and they both agreed. It's that the point of the uh, World Baseball Classic is just to build the sport of baseball, as hockey has done so very well with their tournament that they did before the 2016-2017 NHL season began which uh, was just a classic that Canada obviously dominated. But anyway, it, the whole idea is just to promote the sport. And it is during for both NHL and for MLB during the uh, spring trainings of both or training camps before the actual regular season start. So exactly. But for the guys that stayed around and, and played, and I, again, I'll get back to the deck hockey stuff. I apologize for another tangent that led by Leland. They did a great job. They banded together and they won the uh, the World Baseball Classic. So Great stuff there. Getting back to the outdoor games and the winter classic of the NHL. The what now? Tapping, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> Tapping City Field. What? Isn't this the Hit the Ball podcast? <laughs> Don't rely on me to that. I usually swing and miss, but um, I hit the air more than anything else. So, right. So you figure that it's City Field in Queens, as Gary pointed out, obviously, that the other orange and blue team would be the home team, right? Being the New York Islanders would play. No, as of right now, they are tapping the New York Rangers, which of course, which is a no-brainer, but the Buffalo Sabres will be the opponent and the home team. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So listen, man, and, and this is all due respect to our uh, loyal listeners and, and good friends of Brad and Patrick, to name a couple of Islander fans that we know and love so much. 
this is just really horse poopy, <laughs> quite frankly, that the Islanders aren't playing in the Winter Classic. Yeah, it is strange, especially considering that City Field, well, you know, Willett's Point, the, the area where City Field is, has been floated as one of the possible new homes for the Islanders for when they inevitably leave the Barclays Center, which seems like it's it's uh, just a when, not an if at this point. And, I, I, you know, you would think that maybe they'd, the league would want to feel them out in, in that area and see, uh, you know, what kind of draw they are. Not that the Winter Classic is equitable to a regular season game because, obviously, it's spectacle and it's a big attraction. You're going to get a lot of fans coming out for it regardless. But, you know, the idea of having people come out to flushing for a game, you know, maybe I would think that they'd liked the idea of gauging interest, but I don't know, maybe they feel like the Islanders and the Rangers are the same market and they can, by keeping in New York, but expanding out, they can, I don't know. I really, I have no way to justify this. Exactly. We're trying to wrap our heads around it. And as a matter of fact, at the recording of this podcast, the Islanders just beat the Rangers last night at MSG on a really tough game by one goal, three to two. And the the energy and the excitement, which is what it's all about. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than the Islanders Rangers, no matter how good or how bad each team is or both teams may be. You always stop what you're doing as a hockey fan, at least here in the tri-state area. When the Islanders are playing the Rangers, it's must-watch hockey. Yeah. So to put that on the Winter Classic game where everybody's watching on New Year's morning or whatever the case is, afternoon or night, yeah, maybe you're right that they didn't want to lose that bullet, which is a guaranteed for the regional stuff. I mean, the Ranger fans are going to watch it. The Islander fans are going to watch it. And I think out-of-state New Yorkers are going to check it out too. But uh, that's the funny thing about the article in Newsday was they said that the Buffalo Sabres are more marketable than the Islanders or some nonsense. And well, I don't believe that for a second. The Sabres are basically a Canadian team anyway. So maybe yeah, they're hoping to grab the Canadian market with them. You got a good point there. Do you think they'll sing the Canadian national anthem at City Field like they do in Buffalo? They do? Really? Yeah, I think they do. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Hey, as we were saying about patriotism for this beautiful country of the United States... But interestingly, as I just alluded to, it is a Sabres home game. And as you mentioned earlier, it is a Sabres home game. And there is a very interesting reason for that. James, would you care to expand on that? I would be happy to. As a matter of fact, somebody whom I'm not a fan of and uh, have said this before, the idiot Dolans that own the New York Rangers and the Knicks and MSG, which we have many beefs with in the past and probably will in the future, they have some – I'm blaming them. I, I don't know if, if they are really responsible about this. But either way, the Rangers are obligated, quote-unquote, obligated to play home games at MSG only. Well, that's not strictly speaking true. Uh, oh, no? Well, okay. So it's – advantageous for them to only play games at Madison Square Garden. See, the basically what happens is the Dolans have a hefty tax credit or the Garden gets a hefty tax credit for being the home for the Rangers and the Knicks. And if either team plays even one home game away from the Garden, then they lose that tax credit. So they're not required to play at MSG, but if they don't play a home game at MSG, then the owners are going to lose a bunch of money. So it is in their best interests to make sure that they do. 
Oh, so is that to offset the renovations for the garden, I suppose? Is that why they I, went through the three Honestly, I, I don't know what the situation is. I know that they already have a very favorable tax situation, which is, I think, tied to the lease that they had yeah. when they moved the garden to that space where it is now when they built it. So I, I don't know how intertwined the tax credit is with that. But yeah, that, that's the situation. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Lawyer, American Rhino. I appreciate that. But that would make sense too, because as a matter of fact, speaking of the renovated MSG, the original plans were to move the whole garden and build it from scratch down the block mm-hmm. by getting rid of the, uh, I think it would, they were going to get rid of the, the post office there on 8th Avenue and then rebuild Penn Station, and it was going to be elaborate and beautiful and Correct. wonderful, and then they just copped out and did this uh, this renovation instead. So I'm sure, yeah, that probably has a lot to do with the tax credit and money and whatever the heck else. Yeah, the plans, when that was a plan, I believe they were going to try and make the new Penn Station look a lot like the old Penn Station, which was knocked down to build Madison Square Garden. But as you said, those plans fell through. All right. Thank you, sir. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Rangers have played a few outdoor games and they even played the Islanders, as a matter of fact. But they played in specifically the 2012 Winter Classic in Philadelphia mm-hmm. versus the Flyers at Citizens Bank. And that was a heck of a game. It was really incredible. So that was that was cool. And the Sabres hosted the Penguins in the first ever Winter Classic back in 2008. Sabre. <laughs> it begins with a bloody S. <laughs> Sorry. We were just talking about Celebrity Jeopardy. I don't, I don't, that was, uh, I I don't. I broke James. That's not fair. You got to give me a heads up at least if you're going to do something like that. I broke. Okay, now I'm totally cool with it. The Sabres being the home team at City Field playing the Rangers. That's fine. You, You just sold me. So thank you. As long as they call the game like that in uh, Sean Connery's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that's that. (laughs) All right. That is that, indeed. (laughs) Speaking of the NHL, uh, do do you need me to move on? Do you need a minute? Yes, please. Okay. All right. I got to go on the bench. Okay. Yeah. yeah. James is going to compose himself for a minute. So. Speaking of the NHL, as you are probably well aware, if you are a either NHL fan or a listener of this podcast, you will know that it is the 100th anniversary of the NHL. They are celebrating their 100th birthday, and they are doing so in part by touring around a basically a portable museum. It is a 53-foot semi-truck. And it is filled to the brim with tons of priceless NHL memorabilia. Lots of, uh, I've not seen it, but I would imagine that it has, you know, jerseys and sticks and, I don't know, plaques, maybe? Pucks? Pucks? Probably pucks, I would imagine. Maybe (laughs) even a goalie, bit of goalie gear. Although, goalie gear is pretty bulky, and it is still just a semi-truck, so... Maybe not the goalie gear, but it's it's basically a portable mobile annex of the NHL Hall of Fame in Toronto. 
So if you cannot get out to Toronto, or even if you can, why don't you come out and check out the, uh, what's it called? The Centennial Fan Arena? The Centennial Fan Arena. And it looks like James has composed himself. So uh, why don't you tell us where we can find that thing, James? Yeah, it's making, thank you very much, American Rhino. It's making a stop right here in the tri-state area in New Jersey, the Prudential Center, where the New Jersey Devils play. So the weekend of March 25th and 26th, you could also check it out. And again, we'll put this link up on our Facebook page as well. The uh, Centennial, NHL Centennial slash Fan Arena. They have a website dedicated to it so you can see all this cool stuff yourself. And definitely, if it's in your own backyard and you're going to the Devils game or you're just in town, definitely something to check out. So it's really, really cool. But another great feature about it, and my favorite thing actually which I'd love to do, is there's a virtual reality experience where you can drive a Zamboni, which is so cool. And if, again, if you, when you go to the link, you can check it out where you actually have to resurface the ice and you have to make sure you don't miss any spots either. So it just that's a dream come true for me. I'd love to be a Zamboni driver. I would like for the person who resurfaces the ice in Bryant Park during the winter to do that experience because i think that he could learn a thing or two yeah god bless you i mean you have amazing balance for a guy who hasn't skated very much in his life either it's phenomenal but the the couple of times that that gary invited me out to go skating at brian park around christmas time uh, it's free like we said when we talked about it that you can if you bring your own skates you don't have to pay any fees or anything like that so with that a lot of people take advantage of it and there's a lot of people that don't know how to skate and the ice gets eaten up really really badly so gary literally has caught me about three or four times from falling and then the few times when i couldn't catch up with him i just hit the deck (laughs) um on my own but right thank you mr nance but um yeah They need a super duper Zamboni or something to make sure that they get all the nooks and crannies. Because once you you make a couple of rounds, once the Zamboni has been out and resurfaced the ice, it's just as chopped up as it was as if the Zamboni hasn't been out there for an hour and a half. But so, yeah, maybe he could go take advantage of the virtual reality experience and learn how to do an extra good job. He also misses a few spots here and there, which is really why I was uh, suggesting it. But yeah. I mean, I guess it's easy for me to talk from my couch, never having driven a Zamboni. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, take some pride in your work, random Zamboni guy. Yeah, exactly. And don't sell yourself short, American Rhino. If you were a Zamboni driver, I bet you'd be the best Zamboni driver there is, and you'd probably soup the thing up to make it even more efficient. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not really a car guy. So I don't see myself as being a, a, a Zamboni gearhead. I, I, I think I, if I were a Zamboni driver, I would probably just, you know, stick with the stock loadout and uh, just let it do its thing. Actually, yeah, you, you just, you're too busy building scoreboards and, and uh, equipment and masks and helmets and pads and whatever else you do and, and putting little loops on your sneakers and, and all that. So I guess you're too busy to, to work on Zambonis. <laughs> That's uh, also under the hood of the Zamboni is just a whole lot of ice. So <laughs> I don't know how much I could do with that. But uh, but speaking of the uh, you're you're making the scoreboard, I had a chance to check out the YouTube page and yeah. and you're you did an excellent job. I really enjoyed watching you. Oh, thank you. Step by step, show everyone how you did it, and it was really brilliant and it works great. So well done, my friend. That was good 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 stuff. You know, it's it's interesting. I had a moment of self-awareness towards the end when I was, I guess, um, 
whatever I was doing, making holes in the the briefcase for the or no, it wasn't when I was making holes in the briefcase. It was when I was uh, trying to clip on the um, the carabiners, and I I was having a little difficulty with that. So I just I sped the the whole thing up when in the final product because it took a while. So I sound like as I'm doing it. But one of those things that you're not hearing in the is me going. You know, I'm probably going to have to just speed through this whole thing. <laughs> so. Prophetic, I guess. That was really boring. I don't know why I even brought it up. But it amused no, me. No. I, I did watch it and I had the volume up. I don't remember hearing the... Uh, the blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, I, one of the things I did appreciate was how you did show everyone step by step. But it wasn't boring. That you did fast forward to when you weren't being monotonous. And if you did one corner of something, you just fast forward to the rest of it. So mm-hmm. you saw... It was all real. You did it all 100% all by yourself. No help from anybody. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. Although my daughter is still convinced that I didn't build a scoreboard. <laughs> hey, come on. That's that's total and complete proof. She that says I bought it. <laughs> Unless you're a master at uh, special effects. It looks like you built the whole thing and thought it out yourself. I even like the fact that you mentioned that you did keep a lot of the stuff in the briefcase itself that you were going to make it into the scoreboard with. It just seemed efficient. Not, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, how you found plexiglass and, and used the, the, the Sawzall and uh, was so exact with everything and the double-sided tape. It was just really phenomenal. So oh, yeah. And I, uh, I actually I owe our listeners an apology because when I was explaining it on the podcast how I went through it, you asked me how I cut the plexiglass. And I said I used my Sawzall and I misspoke. Well, I actually used my circular saw for, for the plexiglass. Well, that's fine. If, uh, people watched the video and everyone saw for himself. So Yeah, no well, still, I, I would hate to inadvertently deceive our listeners. So I just want to uh, make a, a, a public correction on that. All right. But you're like Bobby Jones of the golf world where uh, he penalized himself for something and, and was so humble about it. He said, well, it would be like thanking me for not robbing a bank. So... You're too honest and you're too good, Mr. Rhino Max. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> Not to be confused with Bobby Jones and Bobby M. Jones, who used to pitch for the Mets. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then Bobby J. Jones, too. Yeah, that's uh... – anyway, okay, let, I'm sorry. I, tonight is like hit the tangent for some reason. But uh, getting back to the NHL Centennial Fan Arena. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, besides the virtual reality Zamboni thing, the coolest thing – oh, actually, I, I shouldn't contradict myself – Another great thing is there's a fully enclosed temporary ball hockey specific rink for kids to play and compete in. And it has boards and nets as well. Awesome. It's, absolutely. It looks like a ton of fun. So I'm just wondering, uh, American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind distracting people. And maybe if I shave my face and look like a baby face, if I could sneak in and play. I don't know. Maybe if you walk in like on your knees. I, I mean, there are. Kids that are five nine, I think. I don't think I'm too tall. So <laughs> that does sound pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Although, is that is that on the actual truck? Because uh, it doesn't. Those things don't seem that big. I don't know if you could fit the the deck, deck rink in the truck. It doesn't seem wide enough. Although I have to say, I used to watch Knight Rider, and the truck that they carried Kid around in, it didn't seem that big either. But you know, from the scenes inside the truck, it seemed very spacious. So uh, yeah, I, maybe maybe it's just bigger than it seems like when you're in there. 
Yeah, maybe they had some Doctor Who technology like the TARDIS or something where it's bigger on the inside, but I we was, can speculate. I was studiously avoiding making a Doctor Who reference because I don't watch the show and I didn't feel qualified to do so. That's why you're so cool. You're too honest. But anyway, but I, 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 I wouldn't consider myself a Whovian, but I, I do watch the show and know a few seasons worth of, of Doctor Who. But anyhow... Um, I don't think that the, the rink is on the truck. I think that the truck itself is, is just designated to the hall of fame part and other museum. Incidentally, um, and then my, my yeah. favorite companion from Dr. Who is Cindy Lou who <laughs> I thought she, that she was on that, right? Yeah. They do a Christmas show every year. As a matter of fact, every season. So I wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Who tried to take on the Grinch, but. <laughs> I'm taking it back to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there with a sonic screwdriver and bring it back here. See, you know, you know plenty about it. That's actually the, the extent of my Doctor Who knowledge, I think. There's, uh, and, and there's like mobile garbage cans that say eradicate or exterminate or something. You're right, exterminate, yes. That's right. That, that's it. And and okay. there's also something called Cybermen. And and right. I'm done. I'm exha- I've I have literally exhausted all of my Doctor Who knowledge at this point. <laughs> all right. Well, well done, sir. So Um so right. So for the the temporary ball hockey deck hockey rink. Oh, and there's it's... there's angels that move when you close your eyes. Okay. Right. Now yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Now I'm done. Okay. That was a sad episode when they uh when we lost um Oh, geez. But anyway, uh, we'll leave that for Brett. Brett is, is our designated from the LIQ. He's our designated official Whovian expert. Mike so actually he, is also a big fan. I oh, literally right, yes. don't know what you're talking about. I apologize. But, no, um, it's fine. Okay. So getting back to the, the fan arena is that um, – so yeah, it, it's it's – I guess if it's in a parking lot or whatever the case is. So again, when you go look at the the website, they have pictures and stuff from where it was previously. I think the pictures there are from Toronto, if not maybe a mish, mishmash from Arizona and other places where they were from NHL arenas. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it's however big the area is and they have designated things for the museum truck and, and the rink and other stuff and other attractions. So it's a lot of fun and it looks like you could – for the whole family – you could just go out there and, and really enjoy yourself and get what the hockey's all about. But the superstar of all NHL superstars and hockey, if you will, is also there on display. So I don't know. I they have think, Wayne Gretzky just sitting there? Well, I think Gretzky would even – well, he's too humble anyway. But referring to uh, – yeah, I, I wish it was Gretzky too. But Lord Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup, you say? Yeah, so I, I, I know that there is a backup cup, a replica, so I don't know if that would be the one that's on display, especially if people are going to touch it and, and, you know, whatever, take pictures with it. But either way, that's the closest that a fan will ever get to, to the wonderful, most incredible trophy of all trophies, the Stanley Cup. Now, I have a question related to the Stanley Cup, not necessarily related to this uh mobile museum but so as you said there is a replica and there is the famous story about the 94 rangers breaking the stanley cup and repairing it badly so my question is when that happened did they have to break the replica as well and and like solder it 
to make sure it fit the actual Stanley Cup? Oh, boy. I I don't know. But <laughs> What was that movie with uh, Michael Caine and... Um, uh, Alfie? No, no, no. <laughs> Batman. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Get, getting closer. As a matter of fact, um, Wolverine and Batman were ma- magicians and uh, they were competing with one another. And David Bowie played Nikola Tesla, as a matter of fact. The Prestige? That's it. I That's didn't it. see that. Just... Don't tell me how it ends. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Then the, the, the Stanley Cup, that'll make sense. If I don't want to spoil the movie for you. All it, right. So. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, James. It's only been out for 10 years or whatever. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Well, that's okay. It took me almost a whole year to see Deadpool, and there was an awesome specific Zamboni scene in that movie. That's so true. shame on me. Uh, that's what you have HBO for. Yeah, I don't think it's on HBO. Oh. I've looked. Anyway, okay. doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, maybe uh, it does matter, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So, uh, hey, listen, if you're not... Or once you're done with the NHL Centennial Fan Arena, Gary, if you wouldn't mind uh, inviting other people to do something else on Sunday night, March 26th. Hmm. Anything? Yeah, anything. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I don't know what resources I, anybody has at their disposal. I mean, just, uh, hockey specific? Uh, hockey specific. Uh, I don't, is there a Ranger game that night or some kind of hockey? I, I won't be home, so you can't come over to my house. I will be out at the sports arena in St. James calling a deck hockey game with my good friend james here i you can't see but i'm i'm gesturing at the computer at at james my good friend james here and we as i said we'll be once more out at the sports arena in st james and we will be calling a deck hockey very very uh, highly contested deck hockey game between two first place teams the lunatics and mash And that should be a very good game by all accounts. And if you would care to drop in on that game and uh, enjoy the action yourself, well, I've got good news for you. We will be once again streaming this game live on our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast. If you search for Hit the Deck on YouTube, it will probably come up with Hit the Decks which is not us. I've been through this. It's very frustrating. But just where it says, uh, do you want to search for Hit the Deck, just click there. And um, that'll, that'll bring you right to our channel. Or what would be even easier is just either, if you can find it ahead of time, subscribe. We uh, would love to have new subscribers to our YouTube channel. Or we will post a link on Twitter and Facebook Our Twitter is Hit the Deck Pod, and we are at Hit the Deck on Facebook, and you can just click through that link and find it very easily that way. So, you know, subscribe to us or uh, or like our page on Facebook or, uh, you know, Instagram, I believe, uh, also post a link on Instagram where we are at Hit the Deck. So there's plenty of places for you to find this game. But the last one we did was very well received. And uh, we hope that this one will be the same. So we're looking forward to a very exciting game. James and I are really excited about the opportunity to call that game. And we hope you will join us at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. And special thanks to Jennifer Riccardi, who specifically requested that we come out and call her game. And if you play deck hockey and you would like us to come out and likewise call your game then please drop us a line at hitthedeck at gmail.com or message us on our Facebook page, as Jennifer did, or uh, tweet at us, and you might find us on your doorstep for one of your games. 
One never knows. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thanks, Pops. Okay. So we have reached the end of yet another Hit the Deck podcast. Was it good for you? It was good for me. Uh, I enjoy your company, James. I enjoy that you, our listener, listen to us who are speaking to you. I don't know why. I never will. But I'm glad that whatever we're putting out there, uh, you're picking up what we're putting down. I don't know what I'm talking about. So with that being said, I'm just going to move right past it and move right into the thank yous. Thank you, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to bro Anthony Sejazi for providing music used in the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects used in the podcast. Thank you ever so much once again to you, our very, very, very appreciated listener. If not for you, there would be no Hit the Deck podcast. And once again, I would invite you to start a conversation with us on Twitter at Hit the Deck Pod, on Instagram, on Facebook at Hit the Deck. Email us at Hit the Deck at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes or any other number of podcasting outlets to have this podcast delivered directly to your device every single week without having to lift a finger. It'll just be there. It'll just be there. You'll be like, oh, I wonder if they dropped a new Hit the Deck. Oh, here it is. And you can listen to it. And that would be awesome. Subscribe to us on YouTube on our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast, and you will be among the first to see our play-by-play and anytime we post a new video and, uh, you know, all sorts of great bits that you can be notified about. And I feel like there might be something that I'm forgetting, but alas, I have forgotten. So, James, is there anything else that you would like to contribute yeah, you didn't forget one thing, as a matter of fact. So thank you. And again, yeah, thank you to Anthony Novello and uh, for Jennifer for inviting us to call your deck hockey games. And as Gary invited, hopefully there will be more of you out there for us to do more in the future. And uh, looking forward to Sunday night and hoping to see you guys there as well. So thank you very much. I think I forgot to not ramble. I do that frequently and I apologize for that. And if you occasionally have to deal with somebody like that in your own life, somebody that just never sticks to the point and just goes on and on and on and you don't have the slightest idea what they're talking about, especially if it's somebody on your own team or somebody on the opposing team or just really somebody that you have to interact with when you're playing, I implore you to please remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Good for you, sir. Oh, You're thank still you. defending the universe very well. Thank you. I am doing my part. Beautiful.